What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Uh, it might sound echoey because we're in a new theater. No one's performed in here ever. Brand new theater. They shut out all the windows to make me anxious. They did. Uh, all of the windows have been have been blacked out um, with, you know, black cardboard and black felt. Like, it's a very yeah. crystal meth moment. This was at one time, like, the corner room of an old New York bank or something. So there's windows everywhere, none of which you can see out of ever Mm-mm. again. No, no. We are in the back space. We're in the back room of Gibney. It's like scuba diving. Doesn't that make you scared to go into deep water? Where it does start? No? Well, I used to think like if I had to be propelled into far outer space or deep down to the bottom of the ocean, which would I rather do? And I think I, I am ambivalent, so I don't know. Which, is you, which do you prefer? Space or ocean? So you're either going to get jettisoned far into outer space in like a, a craft that won't, you won't get crushed or anything. Right. You'll be okay, but right. you're going to have to be out there for a long time. Oof. Or the bottom of the ocean. Space. You know why? Why? Because there's windows. So you, <laughs> could, be windows. you could look there'd at be, the earth. Oh, there'll be windows. Out of the submarine. Yeah, yeah. No. No, no, you'll be at, what if you were in a glass ball? No, no, no. You're no, in no, a no. glass ball that won't crush. Nope. You'll be able to look all around you and there'll be like big halogen lights outside of your craft so you can see what's out there. I know. Bottom of the ocean. I want to go to space. Mm-hmm. And I also, because I can, you can float, you know, you can like fly around in your craft. Mm. Do you remember that? Yeah. Zero gravity. Yeah. I yeah. do like that part. And I like how you have to like, when washing your hair is this whole ordeal and oh. you get to like eat weird space food. How do they wash their hair in outer space? I saw it once. Like, so they squirt the water into the air and it floats around and then like pat it onto their head. <laughs> I don't believe you. And then, no, the That's hair wonderful. eventually like absorbs the water and they uh-huh. can like clean it a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's complicated. Everything but, with liquid is complicated. But in outer space, aren't there chambers where you can just walk around. Like, remember in Alien? No, that's in movies. That's just in movies? Yeah, that's just in movies. So they haven't figured that out yet? I don't think there's a Mm. thing where it spins and suddenly there's gravity, but maybe there is. Maybe at, like, space stations, they do have gravity, but I don't think so. I don't know. I guess, you know, okay, so if anyone from NASA is listening to this and you want to sponsor us to come to Orlando... To like look at what's going on, we would love you. We'd love to have you. That's bring us. interesting. How there seems to be consensus in all the space movies yeah. about how these things will work, and yeah. yet none of them are happening. None of them happen. Yeah, it's all. A There's no cities still. in space, and, no. but we know exactly how they're going to be, or supposedly. I really think. Do you think that Mars will become inhabitable in our lifetime? No, you don't. In our lifetime, no. you don't. We're almost dead. Uh-uh. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's true. I do sort of feel that way where I'm pretty exhausted. Remember when you were little, like when we in the I 80s do. and there was a show on television called Beyond 2000? No, I don't remember that one. Well, it was a show where it was like, beyond the year 2000, there'll uh-huh. be flying cars. And they'd have all the prototypes of the... Uh-huh. Have you seen a flying car? No. Nor I. But did you read about that Uber self-driving car? You know how there's those Uber yeah. self-driving cars? Did you see it killed someone already? I heard that. And you know what I thought? I thought... So many people probably die every day from cars being driven by people. Oh. That, like, one car, a computer car fucking up, I think it's okay. I'd rather just never have to drive again. Well, but I you mean, can't I don't know drive how to drive. Personally. That's why, because right. I don't know drive. how to drive. Right, yeah, you can't so drive. So I never want to. Right. I never want to have really? to learn. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't, I feel like you love having agency and being I left do. alone. That's why so. I just want cars to, you get in and you say, take me. Oh, true. Take me to the moon. Do you like the idea of only there being robots in your life? where you could maybe just interface a little bit with Kirsten. You and I would see each other once a week for this podcast. 
you'd see Harriet now and then, and then everything else would be done by robots. No, you have to see I don't like that. Because you know oh. what? I really like going to dance rehearsal and talking to people. Uh-huh. I don't necessarily want to like dance, but I do like to like chat. You, it was so cute yesterday when you and Garen and Lloyd and James were in a puddle on the floor. Mm. Like, I, I, it was so sweet. That's the best thing about being a dancer, the social aspect. I remember that from acting, that I really loved that part of rehearsal. Right. But it's very different. In my remem- memory of acting as an... In my remembrance of and being mm. an actress in the 50s and at Metro-Golden-Mayer, <laughs> um, you didn't... We didn't all just like lay on each other and like play with each other's hair and give each other massages. That's no. a very it's dance rehearsal moment. Yeah. I remember Mark Swanson when I did Moma May when we did it the first time at Fioff when you were still in it, and he came to see it and he goes, "Wow, dancers immediately just braid each other's hair as soon as they see each other. Like they're just like, hi, let me braid your hair. Like they don't even say let me braid your hair. They just do it. Remembering the top back when Isaac said that about Harriet. Oh, then he wanted about. to braid her hair. Yeah, who wouldn't? I know. Um, so we're coming, we, we're going in from one post-show depression into another show. Mm-hmm. We're just skip to Lou all the way down. So we just finished Reed and Harriet and Friends at the Guggenheim. How was it for you, Reed? It was really intense at times. And in the end, it was like a really joyful experience. And I'm really, I'm really happy it happened. And it feels like the beginning of an idea that can be expanded upon now, which is nice. Like it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like getting to a place like that, you just don't understand how, I mean, I guess you I mean did. making a show. Right. Like I understood I'd seen it happen. I just never had been You've responsible. You've never produced a show before. No. And it's yeah. not fun. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. And people are asking you questions like, how many chairs do you want? And I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You figure it out. That you was know what amazing. I, mean? I love that you're like, leave me alone. Oh, yeah, so leave can't. me alone. There's no. a lot of leave me alone. But um, once all the things are figured out, it was fun. So that, in terms of like figuring it all out and then only doing two shows, that's hard. Yeah. Because like only by, by the second show, you're like, oh, this is sort of fun. But then it's over. There's no like th- third, fourth, fifth, sixth, so it's where you like really get to settle into it. I mean, I feel that in, from the shows I've made, that is what feels so crushing about them. It's like yeah. spending a year and a half working on something. Yeah. And then, I mean, a night like Bright Light, it wasn't like that. We made that in like a month, right? not even like two weeks, but then you do it for three or four nights. Uh, and then it's over. In theater, that'd be your preview. Like, you would do previews for two weeks, and then it'd be right. open for maybe, like, three weeks if right. you're an indie show. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If you're Broadway, it's, like, previews for, like, a month, and then you're open for a year, you Awful. know? Yeah. I don't um, want that either. I don't want that, but I would like to be up for, like, a month. That'd be nice. It would be nice if you, if you did shows from, like, Tuesday through Saturday, had Sunday, Monday off. Generally, it's Tuesday through Sunday. Yeah. So, and... And because for Reed and Harriet and Friends, that it was such a long process as well. It was a real, it was like one of those dance processes, which is a long, for you guys, where the conceit of it began over a year ago. Yeah. I mean, when we met with Pam, I remember when I met you and Harriet with Pam at Center for Ballet and the Arts. Like, um, we had a little talk about it. That was, I can't remember, like 10 years ago. Several basically. months ago. And then, you know, Harriet and I have been involved in five different processes. Yeah. And it's been confusing to like see the puzzle pieces all separated. And then it was really fun to see them all come together and a little bit scary. But yeah. I think ultimately, like, it was a good show. 
I think and it was two, and I think the order was really, the ordering of it was really great. I mean, special shout out to Burr for being sort of a production manager in yeah, a way. he really did. He took care of all the logistics for us, which yeah. would have made me suicidal, so that was good. As someone who always does those logistic things, I, it made me realize I wanted to, I want someone else to do Hire it. Burr. I, truly. No, yeah. really. Yeah. Like, he'll do it. It's it not so expensive. It was so good. It was really so good. good. Yeah. Um, we got yeah. to do with Tiffany and hear her sing. The oh costumes look so beautiful. And then you got to do a talkback with a I Feel It icon for you, which is I Isaac. Know. Truly, like, one of my huge idols. Of course, we all, like, he, he landed on all of our maps with Unzipped, and we were all like, right. who's this wonderful person? But then in, like, really looking at his his work and the history it's like wow he's like truly one of the great american fashion designers and not only that but like it's right up my alley because it has a lot of humor it has yeah. a lot of beauty um and he has a sense of history big time yeah so i've been such a fan and this was it was so kind of him i mean he didn't have to do it i just asked and he said yes it's remarkable how did you ask him instagram i love that isn't that crazy i love that just a slide into the dms mm -hmm. um yeah i mean and when you brought up the when he had the the retrospective at jewish museum yeah of the what work a show. you could see how touched he was really he, yeah it was so fun to watch the three of you it was it was really heartwarming because I've heard you talk about Isaac so much, and then when you and Harriet fanned out and he tried to brush it away, but then because you had gone to all the things and knew all the things, he saw how sincere it was and how in earnest you were. It really is sincere. I really do know the work, and I, I think it's, he's exceptional. Well, and you're both, you both grew up in New York. You're, you're, I mean, yeah. in very different ways. Yeah. But I, I think that there's... Uh, you and Harriet are really the real deal, and I think Isaac's always also been really the real deal. It's some, it come, it's so deep inside of the fibers right. that this is what he needs to do. I think where there was like a minor breakdown in communication between Harriet and myself and Isaac was that he, he became very famous as a fashion designer at a young age and then became kind of wanted inside of the costume design world for mm -hmm. theater and opera and dance. Mm -hmm. But when theater and opera and dance approach a famous fashion designer, it's really like, it becomes about the fashion designer. That becomes ah. sort of like a marketing True. thing. Like Isaac Mizrahi's right. here. But for Harriet and I, we don't enter into it that no. way. So we don't get treated in the same yeah, way. Yeah, you don't get like five seats on opening night for you. Right, so like when I say to Isaac, like, you know, costume design has has sort of like ugly connotations. And he's like, I don't think so. Right. I'm like, well, cause you think it's fun. You thinks. You, cause you thinks it's fun. Yeah. It is a different, you're, you're totally right. And I think it is this thing of where in that way, Isaac Mizrahi's name on with Mark Morris was going right. to bring in this whole other audience that was not familiar. Right. And I think that it's, it's a different, it's a diff, it's very, it's very different. Yeah because coming just from dance. I mean, I loved that. Well, your point about how costume design has ugly connotations, to me, read more about... Um, uh, for me, I thought about it more in terms of theater, when you're like, well, this piece is set in... Uh, that we're doing Oklahoma in, like, the original way, so right. it's like, let's get the hoop skirts out. Right. And, and also because you've exposed me to Project Runway, right. when they're like, this looks a little costume yeah. meaning a little tickety-tack. Like, it's, yeah. it's put together a little bit with, like, a hot glue gun. 
Yeah, it looks like something that's meant to be worn for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And that the patterns themselves aren't, uh, were like pulled out of stock, right. I would say a little more, as opposed to the thing that you and Harriet do, which is create these, <laughs> I mean, you create these patterns yeah. as well as, I mean, in terms of thinking about the structure for the net pieces that went over the skin suits in Burr's piece, mm-hmm. that structure, I wish I would have had the wherewithal in our second talk back to just bring up that structure of that being a really uh, great hallmark for what the two of you do as designers, mm-hmm. which is you, you made a, a, a body suit with an, a neck that's really long and wide <laughs> that I think for me gets certainly informed more out of like a, a yoji thing or something where totally. it's, it's coming from a fashion I want so lineage. much to like continue moving away from like traditional garment patterning and construction and just become more and more conceptual about it and yeah. in that way save fabric in that way not deal with so many extraneous seams and it like pare down the kind of like putting together of the clothes so much and yet find that they become more beautiful, more architectural, more spectacular for theater. And like, they and they read that way. Yeah. I mean it made me think as well of, or of like that that CDG black. It's the it's that outline dress where it's just the sleeve is big and yeah. then but the, it's it's it kind of it almost looks like a front and back and then seam together. Right. Where it just has this sense almost of paper doll. Right land and it's so chic because what you're then dealing with and I think where you and Harriet are, are so maverick is in terms of a silhouette and then from your dance background having an understanding of how that's going to change as it moves right which is exciting because you can see it in a static yeah and then it moves and it becomes something else which is what I want from dance costuming well hopefully we'll get to do it again oh I I won't say I won't say on the podcast and give it away, but I'll tell you after. We have a I have a fun idea. Oh, cool! I can't wait. Oh, I also told because I saw Ellie and Kristen, Kristen. Mm-hmm. and I said, you know, we should do fashion show like for one night only at Rishikov <gasps> Art Center because it's it's just such a. I was like, just set up set up a salon chair. No one saw that. It was so fun, I and know. it's so fun to see Kristen. I would want to do it at back because I want to take her out of the context that people have her in an admin and right. be like, um, she's a model. Big time. And then, and it's, it's just a fun, and I think there's things to actually look back at those dresses, and there might be even some more designs that could come out. Oh, we can make that dress in everything. It's so, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, it's such a, that's such a fun, and I think what it, discusses in terms of fashion. I feel like Isaac would love that. Do you I mean, think people really enjoyed the, our little opening of the show? Did you think that was fun? I think they did. I think they did. I got a lot of good feedback from me. Okay. So. Well, I had fun doing it. It yeah. felt like really peculiar and also nice. Well, it looked, I mean, as some, I, because I could watch what was happening, it just looked beautiful and it's activating the space. Oh. And then I was bringing like Fassbender comedy. Great. Like it was like it was everything I it, wanted it to be. It all, I mean, and yeah, and then we have Tiffany, and I mean, what I loved, I don't know if it happened on night. So, listeners, if you didn't see it, uh, our friend Tiffany, who's this amazing opera singer, who's just been on this podcast, comes out, and they, she does a long procession on this long, a black dress with a long black train, and Patrick Gallagher is coming in behind her, 
and right, and Patrick's going to play with her on the piano for the show, and she comes and stands and uh, at the the edge of the stage. And he's holding her. And train. he's holding the train. And right before he sits down the piano, he puts on the train, which has its own dress sleeve outlets for him, mm-hmm. and sits down at the keyboard. And it was so nice to hear people applaud just for that. That was that was the second night. That was so funny. That, that was, was so good. funny. I was surprised that people applauded after I crawled around on the stage in a nude mesh leotard just for associating. Oh, why? Well, they were just so amazed that you were so unabashed about showing your asshole to the whole crowd. Oh, well, I was wearing a dance belt. You couldn't well, see, you couldn't no, see no, the full thing. I mean, I mean, it's a great ass. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's an asset. <laughs> it's really, it's part of what I built this career on. My eyes and my ass. Everybody knows that. Um, so it was... It was fun. It was also so nice to get to see our friends that we don't, or maybe you see them. I never see Stuart and Maggie and Russell ever. So it was so it was so fun to get to see them. I was thinking today. I was like, I wonder if Jack minds that every time we put something together that has to have like that has to be a Reed and Harriet thing that we use you as like the uh, host in a way. It makes well, it makes sense to me because who do you know who can work with an audience like that? That's not a dancer right. thing. No. You know, to quote chorus line, a dancer dances. But They're I was, not I was wondering talkers. if it like made you feel if it was annoying to you. I mean, like, I'm just, now there's a pause, so will you fix it by talking to people? I'm never annoyed by that because I feel like I do that to you and Harriet when I'm like, I have these, these ideas that make them. You know, right. it's not, I think that's in a, I actually, I feel that is more where our where the collaboration the other way goes, where you are, where you guys need something to happen in terms of emceeing, or I would say entertainment or ventilating. Right. Uh, Do you know what's how, great? These what? microphones. Ugh, Do you love I these like microphones? Being this far apart. It's nice. It's I know. <laughs> it's nice to not hold our. Jeremy got us mics, so you know, listeners, write in if you think this sounds better. He got us mics that go right into uh, my phone and. It's got a multi-pronged thing on it, though we don't think one of the one of the outlets works. But I, we'll find out if we ever have five guests. Um, I mean, three guests because it's you and I, and then there's that. Uh, no, I felt. I think originally for the piece I made, because I had so wanted to make this thing with Maggie, and then that going away, I was disappointed, and then I didn't care. I got over it. I mean, what I had originally wanted to make was something very different. I mean, thank God that you didn't do like something to exploit her virtuosity because like we really didn't need that. I wasn't, it wasn't to exploit her virtuosity. It was actually to exploit her as an actress, as mm-hmm. a performer. There's such a, I mean, we'll have Maggie Cloud on this podcast someday, but there's, she has an innate ability to hold a, extreme presence on stage. Yeah. Which, I mean, I really, in Catacomb, in Beth Gill's Catacomb, I thought. I mean, she really delivered the kind of you performance in that, of mm-hmm. appearing out of nowhere, mm-hmm. clearly very put together, and then something's going on that I would give more into the Isabelle Huppert uh, realm of things, where there's a, mm-hmm. there's a severity and a lot of presence and something burning inside that you'll have to guess yourself, because she's not going to tell you. Right, the she, school of mystery acting. It's you. Well, you both have mystique. You both have a real on stage mystique. It was so fun to get to watch you perform for fifty minutes, which was crazy. I do feel 
because it was all so like last minute in a way like mm-hmm. if we had had more time to perform the show I could have lightened up a little because I do feel like in hindsight probably what I was doing was a little bit too focused you looked severe I but mean, that's just I can't help it anymore you can't help that but I think it's also I feel like that's the note I always get from Michelle in my own work mm. is I'm so focused on having to deal with all these fucking parts yeah. and it makes me so angry by the time we've gotten to not on anyone in particular it's just being overwhelmed and exhausted mm. and then you feel rage right and so that by the time I get to performance the performance becomes can get really sharp yeah, I don't want to be that people to be like, oh, I wish he'd stop doing like modern dance face. And I feel like I may have delivered a little bit of that. Mm, I didn't feel that way. As someone who's really seen modern dance face, that's not. I don't think you can do it, quite frankly. Okay. You don't really have that face. That's a soft focus face <laughs> that also conveys this is serious. Oh, right. And you never had that. No, because modern dance, dance is face not has, serious. Right. Well, no, you had a like. Your face looks like I'm going over here and then I'm going over there, (laughs) you know? But it also was like, this has to keep going. Mm -hmm. And your face wouldn't change when you would come running backstage and be like, help me, and like to go through your quick change. It was the same face. It was the face of the killer. Just like you gotta keep going. Yeah, so that's good. What I think can happen when we have, you know, when we're able to uh, perform a show longer is we do get to relax into it. And I think those are, I mean, the second night for me was infinitely better than my first night. It was more fun. But, well, because I was all, I could relax into it. And you're, when you're a little more, even more tired, it's better. Oh like gosh. opening night is just so much adrenaline and then that leaves you. We so were that's, so tired after the second show. That second show, yesterday I felt crazy. I, I felt... When I woke up the morning after those shows were over, I was so confused. I was like, I don't understand where I am or what this day will be or this where. is yesterday yes yeah and then when I walked in here for all that New York Times stuff which I forgot about yeah. I was like and full bed head no dance clothes it I was, was like I guess I'm gonna figure it out and you did you unfortunately brought contacts they always are always in my bag oh, they are my, God. my passport and my contacts are always your in passport my bag. yes what I know it's just a habit from not having a driver's license that's a good idea, though, in case... you got to escape. In case you just had to be like, you know what? I'm going to just go to JFK. I'm going to book a one-trip mm-hmm. ticket, and I guess I'll go to Liz's house first. Yes. Or just go to Paris, crash at Liz for a moment, hold the baby, and then figure it out from there. Um, yeah, yesterday morning I woke up and I thought... Yesterday was when we began the residency for Here We Are at Gibney. If, if you're hearing sounds in the background, uh, ladies and gentlemen and other, it's... Uh, people helping Jeremy create the set. The set's being built while uh, we finish uh, this piece, which premieres next week. Um, and Reed and I are here now, and then in, in a moment, James and Lloyd and Garen will come in. Um, and I woke up yesterday, and uh, I was really like, how's this gonna happen? How, how am I gonna do this now? Because mm. I'm so tired. Yeah. And also my calf, it didn't feel great. Uh-huh. It didn't feel great. And I was like, and I was thinking about coming in and that we were going to need to repeat stuff for the New York Times for the future. And I was like, oh. and I just was like, and then I cried a little bit. Oh. It was a real like. I did not. No, you wouldn't. No, I got out of bed and I went to studio and yeah. 
Because you have to make the costumes for this piece now. I make costumes. Yeah. Yeah. And you just had to, like, uh, keep going. Gotta keep going. And we came in yesterday. It was so fun. I felt so... It was so... Yeah. It was good to see everybody. It was good to see... It was so good to see everybody. Thank God that guy who was filming it was so handsome. Uh, it really made us want to, like, do everything for him. Isn't that sick? It's not... It made me think about... It made me think about uh, John Cassavetes, who's one of my favorite film directors, and he's so handsome. And... He gets performances out of people where you were like, yeah, I would do it. I would want to be so good for you that you would get that kind of performance out of me. It's better when you want, for me, in my acting days, it was better when I wanted the director to love me. And if I didn't care, it wasn't so great. I have such mixed feelings about beauty because like, Mm. while I'm so, I'm so simultaneously like seduced by it and aware of how unfair it is. It is unfair. It's an unfair advantage, but I mean, it is an unfair advantage, but I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I think about people who I really like loved though, who I wouldn't say were beautiful and they're some of my favorite people and they were stars. I mean, Betty Davis made it work for herself. Mm -hmm. Martha Graham made it work for herself. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. be like that. That was an interesting look, severe, intense, but I wouldn't have been like, oh, Beautiful. It's not like an Angelina Jolie. Who, no, I, no, I thought you were going to say Angelica Houston. I was going to be like, that's severe and that intense. That is a handsome face. It's severe you know I mean? and intense, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, Do you well, know? now it's a full clown. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. It won, truly one of my favorite people I've ever, my, maybe my favorite celebrity I've ever met. I mean, it was too much. Mm-hmm. It was just so, I mean, she's amazing. She's an icon. She Did is. I ever tell you when I asked her what her biggest regret was? Um, God, I'm sure you've told me, but I don't remember anything. I said, what was your biggest regret? And she said, not doing Misery. That's right. And she said, I could have done them both. I could have done the Grifters and Misery. And then she would have maybe gotten an Oscar. Yeah, and then she watched Kathy Bates go up. And win that Oscar. Remember how amazing and delicate Houston was in the Grifters, though? No, I never saw it. I watched it with my mother. It's a completely inappropriate. It's about incest. And mm-hmm. it is so incredibly violent. And I watched it with my mother when I was like 10. Wow. And I remember watching it later as an adult and being like, I can't believe I watched these. I really can't believe I, some of the films I watched with my mother. It mm. was a lot, a lot. Um, uh, what was the TV show you wanted to talk about today? Oh, well, I was just thinking about any downtime that we've had recently and what's been enjoyable. And I've been doing a deep dive into all the video clips on the Bon Appetit YouTube channel. Highly recommend. First of all, kids trying oh, food. I've seen that. Second of all, you brought that up. Um, they do all kinds of cooking demos with the most charming people who work in the kitchens and are the food editors at Bon Appetit. They're all just real regulars, just very attractive New York cook people. It's so much fun. That's they so do nice. a great job, and that kitchen's fun. I've been re-watching the original Dynasty, which oh, I grew up watching okay. with my mother, <clears throat> which is such deep comfort I can't even begin it really feels like finding the blanket you had as a child so you know mixed feelings but comforting because I'll get home at like 10 ish mm-hmm. and then I'll, that's when I'll eat dinner and watch um, Dynasty last night I I left your rehearsal ran out the door essentially I you like, truly did I was like bye yeah and I got, I stopped by the like market on the way home. There's like which, no real, which one? No the most groceries. expensive one? No, there's no grocery stores near my house. Mm. So 
So, I, oh, you're talking about the one where it's like they have one lemon on the table and then they I have like so. glass There's like a vases. Japanese market by your place by your house, I think. Well, there's Sunrise on Broome. Oh, yeah. But, but they were closed. there's also a place called Clover Street that literally is like... Um, <laughs> Like gold forks and like lemon. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's all you can get at that market. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> um, but then there's uh, just like the Korean market on the corner, and I got I got a whole like it was probably four portions worth of ravioli, supposedly. <gasps> you know, like a bag. Uh huh. And I boiled it and I ate all of it, and yes. it wasn't even delicious. But I made a sauce for it, which cut the kind of gluey texture of the cheese uh-huh. inside, which uh-huh. was not not good, not right, right. Um, what sauce did you make thing. for it? A tomato? I made a tomato. It's just a really simple tomato sauce with garlic, and um, I put, put some Parmesan cheese on Can it. Canned tomato? Really basic, uh, uh, the ones in the Terra pack or whatever. Got it. The Pomi yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was... It would have been delicious had the ravioli been good, but they weren't but great. It wasn't. No, but I ate all of it, let me tell you what. And <laughs> then I had to get up twice in the night to have giant bowel movements. <gasps> I know, and I like was a, so tired. Cheese in a bag I know. moment. You don't do that at 10.30. Morning. It's rough. I had full-on Indian food when I got home at like 10-something at oh night. Oh my God, did you have like blood farts all night? No, I was okay. I was so tired, and I'm so tired today. Mm. Um, I, I'm just going to be tired, I think, till this show's over. It's just going to be... It's going to be for real. That's fine. It's Yeah, it'll be okay. As soon as this show closes, I have to then get on a train and go to Bard. Yeah. It's that when it's when I think about that where like the tears start to come behind my eyes or just I a little know. bit. As soon as your show's over, we have to make costumes for Lar uh-huh. and get a city ballet piece together and get a San Francisco ballet piece together and then travel to San Francisco for two San Francisco it's awful. It's Wait, can terrible. you send me the San Francisco dates just in case I can go? People are like no. People are like, why, are, why? What's this part of the show about? This is the, this is us conversing, scheduling. Yeah, Reed and I talked about many things earlier that I can't recall that I, I wish we would have recorded, but really, we didn't. I don't remember what it was about. You know, it's just it was just banter. It was just a this and a that. Mm-hmm. Do you have any plans for the summer? Oh, we talked about all the people in high school we would have liked to have slept with. <laughs> Um, that's true. That's true. We did. We did. I don't want to say though because really no. all of mine were straight. Except for one, I think was bi. Uh huh. I think. I no, don't know. The first one I said was is full gay and married. Oh really? Yeah. Oh work. I know. Well, you know, if you went to interlocking with us and it didn't happen then, feel free to slide to our DMs. <laughs> Anyways, um, this summer, uh, well, I have to go to Dresden, and then I have a piece at Ballet X, and then I can't remember. I will be mainly upstate because I'm choreographing Peter Pan. Oh yeah, I have to, and go, you'll there. Be I have up, to go there too. You'll be upstate because you're making the, the costumes thing I for Pan. I have yeah. to do quadri- or what's it called? Through four quartets? I love that it's just like what's a quadrille, four quartets. Something with the fours. Yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. So you're doing Pam's four quartets. That's right. Um, when we audition people for Peter Pan, as someone who doesn't audition people for my work, mm-hmm. I really don't like it. I Did do, you see talented people? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I do not like audition process because I, as someone who's auditioned, I don't know, 5,000 times, I mean, I can't even imagine how many times I auditioned when I was like being a full actress. Right. I'm so hyper aware of anyone not giving that performer extreme attention. Uh, so if someone like looks at their resume while they're performing or like 
God forbid, would dare, would like even maybe glance at a phone. Did I, anyone get really nervous? Who was who was auditioning? So here's the thing about uh, about acting. Oh, the actors are so talented. As an actor, I remember I could was really able to like cool myself down and be like, I'm going to go in and be very whatever. There's always this if the actor's not memorized and they have to hold the page, you can always see the shaking because the page will the page will flutter a little bit. Yeah. But I don't think that's something someone would notice unless you are an actor. Like it's something that I was so aware of of being like, I'm totally fine in this room. I feel to I feel totally okay. But wow, my page is shaking. Was so, there anyone who came in and you're like, it's you? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so nice. That happened uh, several times. And right? did you all agree? So uh, we, there was a lot of agreement, and then, but because Gideon wasn't there, so there's going to have to be these callbacks that I can't be at, uh-huh. and so, and that's just going to be what it's going to be. And I hope those people are still available. I mean, I was kind of like we. I mean, as also as someone who used to do shows in the summer, it was always like, you've got to get out of New York in the summer. So actors right. always want to figure out how to get out of New York in the right. summer. Um, and it's great because you get paid, you go somewhere nice. Like I'd be at like Williamstown or in you and you're like, I'm going to put my feet in a stream. I'm not in like 103 degree weather oh. and it smells like urine. Oh but summer things are generally booked by now. Like actors like are pretty, you know, you get booked. Like summer's tomorrow, really. Oh God. Because I mean, this show starts rehearsals May 22nd. I will finish the semester of Bard on May 22nd and come back to the city and begin rehearsals that day. Are you guys rehearsing in the city? For one week, I think, and then we go upstate. In what space? They don't know yet. Oh. I was like, that also needs to, I mean, that needs to be booked soon too. Do it at Center for Ballet and the Arts. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, if they'd gotten residency. Do they ever rent that space out? No. 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 Why would they? Because everyone... They don't have to. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? It's all... It's NYU. Millions Super. and millions of dollars. Yeah. If there was one person, if there was one celebrity who could come to everything as imaginable next week, who would it be? Who do I want to come? Yes. You get to pick... Actually, not even one. Like, pick a bunch of... Like, who would you most want to be in an audience for our show? Um, well, I'd love for Isaac to come. He might. We've been emailing. Yeah. So hopefully he will. Um, I would love for... Well, Parker will come, right? Parker's coming. Well, I, now I can't think of anyone. <laughs> so, so, so just the people, people we know. know. <laughs> so the, the we celebrities know. we know. Celebrities we know. Um, uh... I don't really care about them. Like, I don't want to slow. I just want our friends to come. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I always want Madonna to show up. I still. don't care. I know you don't, no. but I still do. You know who I'd love to see this show? Actually, this is at Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, that'd be, that's appropriate. That's, so that's right. I don't Danny Whatever Elfman. Madonna, I actually don't want Danny Elfman to Because we come. stole his music. Well, yeah. So I don't yeah. want him to come. Don't come. Don't, don't, don't come to don't any. show up because I'm, I'm using a distorted track of, uh, from Batman Returns. I would, if Michelle Pfeiffer came, I, that would be the big, that would be, that'd be kind of one of the biggest experiences of my life because she changed my life. Wow. That, I mean, that's why it's in the show. I don't Her, think My Little Pony is going to come. I don't think My Little Pony is going to come. No. Brian Boitano is not coming. Judy Garland's definitely not coming. And Martha Graham's definitely not coming. But they'll be there. What if Michelle Pfeiffer comes and gets to see... She won't? Catwoman. She... What if, are you sure? I... 
know. If anyone knows Michelle Pfeiffer and you can just get her to my show next week, I, I, it would mean the world to me. Celebrities. That's it. That's all I want. I just want Michelle Pfeiffer to see the show. All right. I mean, I think every, the other ones are, it's true that we know them. Right, they're the only ones I, I guess like people I know I care about and people right. I don't know I don't care about that yeah. much. Yeah. yeah, same, same. I want all the kids from the Bon Appetit videos to come. They're so charming. And then I want them to uh, talk about it on camera. That's so sweet. I don't want them to come because they, the, my part's inappropriate, but they could watch the first act. <gasps> yeah. They could watch all the way through till I come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. I wouldn't want them to, to see the rest of the show because my part's not for children. Um, if we could take this show somewhere else, where would you want to take it? Oh, okay. That's fun. Um, I'd want it to go to Melbourne. Well, you, you love Australia. I love Australia. Been, so that's fun. I want to go there. It's amazing. It's where I want to live. Um, it'd be fun to go to Tokyo. Oh, I want to go to Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, it'd be fun to go into the Swiss Alps and perform it for essentially no one, but have a lot mm. of time to go to bathhouses. And... I've never been there. You like it. It's so peaceful. Okay. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice to go to Stockholm to do it because it's mm. lovely there and they would, I think they'd get a kick out of you. Oh, fun. All right. Yeah. Any presenters listening, we want to come to Stockholm, Tokyo, Melbourne, and Swiss Alps. let's go to San Francisco. San Francisco I mean, nice. clearly, it's we well, go to Portland, the show in the world. Uh-huh. Um, Minnesota, because it's Minneapolis. Sister. We love it there. Uh-huh. Um, is there anywhere else in the States that's okay? Um, Maybe we want to go to Columbus, Indiana to see the architecture and do your show? Sure. I, yeah, I think that's it. And then, is there anywhere in South America we want to go? I love Sao Paulo. <laughs> I mean, did go there. I love Sao Paulo. Yeah. That sounds chaotic. Um, it's amazing. I hope we get to go there sometime. Yeah, I think you would love it. It's so beautiful. People are so warm and... Maybe you wouldn't like it. Everyone's kissing, so that might be too much. I have cold sore right now, so you do. I feel really left out. But it's not terrible. It's new. I felt it today, and now it's starting. Well, and I had a Valtrex in my... I took my Valtrex. My bag. Oh, my God. Garen's rolling Garen's over. doing a log roll to us. Oh, Gary. Garen's here. Why is your hair wet? Did you just get out of the shower? I biked. I biked here. Oh, Former wow. friend of the podcast. <laughs> Karen's here. <laughs> you can hi, everyone. Hi, we can just lean in. There we go. We can just lean hi, in. Hi, hi, everyone. How's it going? Um, Garen, if we could take this show to some places, where would you want it to go? Um, well, I think it should go to Italy so that Brian oh. Boitano could see it because he's in Italy. And out Let's of not go to Italy. It's I want to go to Italy. No. Okay. I think that'd be great. I want to go to Rome. I already performed too many times there. It's a garbage place. Oh, wow. Italy would be kind. I want to go to Rome. Where else? Okay, that's it. If yeah. you could, if there was a celebrity that was going to come see the show, who's not Brian Boitano because he can't come, who would it be? Mine was Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm. Reed didn't care. The only celebrities are the ones we already know that he wants to come. Adam Rippon. Why am I so oh, obsessed with actually ice skating right correct? Now? Yes, yeah. he's Adam the Rippon. one I want yeah. to come to this show. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. I want Adam Rippon to come to see the show and I want you two to get to hang out after. I have a crush on Adam Rippon. That makes sense for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's wonderful. Oh, I want Jonathan Van Ness to come to our show. Oh, I definitely want Jonathan Van Ness to come see the show for yeah. sure. Um, I want Cola Skola and Jen Harris to come. Jen is coming. Yay. I don't know about Cole. Um, we should invite Christopher Wheeldon. 
See if he's in town. See. I think he is. Yeah, let's get Chris Wheeled in here. Okay. Okay. Cool. Great. And I think Tony Award winner. He lives Tony like Award next winner. door too. Oh, he does. He doesn't live in Williamsburg anymore. Yeah. Oh, get rid of that. Chelsea. Um. That's it. Okay. Well, so those are all the places we're gonna go. Those are the celebrities. Uh, and that sounds great. How was your day, Garen? What'd you do? It was great. I had blood drawn. That Why? was nice. Uh, for a general checkup, a yearly um, annual checkup, it was great. I had a checkup too, and I had blood drawn. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Me too. Same arm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Your arm be healed way faster than yours, Reed. Well, I'm a vampire. Well, also your your skin tone is olive, and Reed's is translucent. Blanket. Oh, blanket. <laughs> snow. What What was your temperature today? Um, I think it was. Normal. It was average. Did someone stick their finger up your butt? No, like one of those wooden sticks with a swab at the end. Oh, they were just checking you for chlamydia and whatnot. As yeah, well as like any precancerous what have you. Exactly. Though, Screens. But now it's like, you know, it's getting up to the colonoscopy age. I'm 32 years old. It's time to get screened for everything. My temperature was 96.7. <laughs> what was yours? Do you remember? Vampire. I, I don't know. 98.6 is normal. 98.6 is normal, yeah. Minus... Always a little low, mm. and my pulse is always a that little right. high. That sounds right for you. Yeah. You know, dog temperatures are like 102. They it's run hot. hot. They run wow. hot. Well, that's why they love to jump around in snow and like jump into like a lake that has ice in it. They also yeah. sweat via panting. Just Who takes care of your dog during the day? Um, it's a mix because I live in a Bruggruppen, a Swedish family housing compound. So my brother lives downstairs, so he's with Justin some of the time. And he's with Michelle Fletcher, my best friend who lives with me. Uh-huh. Probably other Michelle. Times. And he's with his other daddy, my ex. We share custody. Is it, so you and your brother live in a building that's just the two of you? No, there's a, they have the top two floors and identical apartments. And then mm-hmm. is the bottom floor, do you rent that? We only own the two top floors, the oh, two bottom. Ladies and gentlemen, another, uh, I'm going to be moving. I want to move. Ooh, so if you know of an apartment, I prefer to stay in Greenpoint. Okay. It's going to be Jeremy and I. Okay. Um, and again, you know, slide into my DMs. Um, it's really, uh, I want to move uh, like May 1st, May 15th. That's you know, soon. Uh, June first is the, really soon. At the yeah. earliest. Yeah. I mean, Don't you at the have latest. to like start rehearsals for Peter Pan seven days later? So, <laughs> yeah, but it's okay. I I would just happen. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. it's never a good time to move. That's true. Moving is always hitch. And I, you know, this show will close on April. I'll start looking for apartments. April 1st, mm-hmm. which is the day we load into New York Live Arts, and then I'll look a little bit in the morning, and quite frankly, I'm pretty sure Jeremy will pick out all the best apartments that we should look at. What are you looking like for that. in an apartment? I would like to have two be- a two-bedroom mm-hmm. apartment. Oh my god. Yeah. I know. We'll see. Garen, as a viewer of my Guggenheim show, what was oh. your favorite thing? You, Reed. No. You were so great. Um... I was I had so much fun. That's the first thing I want to say about your show. I loved it so much. The costumes and you were so great. Your dancing is excellent. You're beautiful on stage. <laughs> and Harriet was really a standout. She was the star. She really was kind of the star of the show. What about my butt? Your butt was great. Thanks, Karen. The glitter on your butt was great. The, I mean the paillettes. The paillettes. Thank I you, Jacob never Tidwell, heard this for saying those on. By the way, I just want to say something to all our listeners. So we have one listener, Jacob Tidwell, who had the the gumption and the wherewithal to send us a very professional email and ask to intern for what's going on with dance and stuff, which I suppose we'd requested. We had numerous times. We ignored his email, 
And he followed up, and I wrote him back. And he has been the most phenomenal helper over the last couple of weeks getting the Reed and Harriet show together. And he sewed on all the jewels, all the paillettes. My God. And he'd never really sewn before. We taught him. He learned in an instant. He bought our shoes. He'd run errands. He was Amazing. around. And he had a great wow. time. Jacob Tidwell, this wow. is a special shout out. Brilliant. And he might come he and help out. on this show. And he was a delight. And he yeah. will continue to be. Yeah. Thank so, you, Jacob. Thank you, Jacob. We love you. We do. Um, we love you. We're going to end this now because now it's time to get into this rehearsal. Um, and and listeners, we love you. You can find us on uh, the Instagram, which is with dance and stuff. Our Facebook is also with dance and stuff. We're not active on it. Our website, which is updated all the time, which, which has is just gone through a new. What's going on with dance and stuff? Yeah, which we is have just really beautiful new photos from Jeremy. Yeah. It's also, how about that Jeremy was in the Times? How about that Jeremy's photo for you guys, which you called him, you texted him that morning being like, we don't have a good photo. And he was like, okay. I know he was and coming he, to do a gallery visit and he came over. And he came over and he took an incredible beautiful. photo, beautiful composition, perfect, nailed it. And then it was in the New York in Times. Time. You know, leave it to a tourist to do something really beautiful. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Garen. Also, a friend of the show, Heather Lang, had her baby. Oh, her yeah. name is Viviana Ray. We love you, Viviana Heather Lang. We love you, Lang. Congratulations. Heather. Little baby Blee. Little, oh, it's so sweet. Oh. I feel like there's just going to be more and more babies we'll be seeing. There is, they're on the way. Yeah, that's right. Laurel um, Keene had her baby. Oh, there's someone who I, I know, but I don't know if she's saying right now. Okey-dokey. But we, you, I think you talk, we talked to the people. Right. All right. Mm. All right. Before I say any more, goodbye, listeners. We love you. We love you. Bye.